It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 yo what's crack like this? Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 2, the next episode. Hopefully, you guys are ready for another exciting podcast here today. Um, very excited for that because if you guys can hear, um, we're, we're getting back to the roots of things. We're getting back to the roots of doing a, a great production when it comes to podcasting, getting all the equipment that we need to perform a great podcast for you guys. So I'm super stoked to be not only in the studio, but of course we have our our technology here. We have a lot of cords. If you, I, I might do like a behind the scenes of the podcast one day because there is a lot that goes on to doing a podcast show it's not just coming in the mic coming on a mic and just recording and just talking for 30 minutes or so it's a whole skill production so we're testing the waters here a little bit um very very excited because this is the uh, new change of season two um season one we just had you know the computer the microphone we plug it in plug and play and do our thing um so of course this equipment we have is not new this is older equipment that we've had but you guys notice the video version i am using a different mic this is the mic we use when we have our studios in atlanta klp entertainment's base studio where we have the recording booth we have the phantom power um so we have our phantom power that's going to be traveling with us a lot we have this microphone and stand and the cords all of it's going to be traveling with us i would say the only thing that's new in the studio is the headphones that i'm using these are my brand new uh studio beats studio threes that i got for christmas so that's the only thing that's new about it but we're getting back to the roots of podcasting and i'm excited i'm very excited for season two um hopefully a lot of people are ready for it i know a lot of students saw the season two premiere so excited for that because there's just so much going on to that when it comes to doing uh podcasting and you know students are really ready for it and they're ready for it of course so a little bit of housekeeping news ladies and gentlemen if you guys haven't seen it yet of course the black code season two did premiere last night on YouTube and Daily Motion. Of course, you guys can see it right now. That is my show that we produce here at Kelpie Entertainment. And I'm so excited because the season two of that, and you know, a lot of people love season one. And I'm very, very, very excited about season two. You know, it's just one of those things that I get so excited about when doing these shows because you know, it's it's allowing me as a director to do my thing and record and to bring you guys a great show. Um, story-wise and you guys really do enjoy it so i'm stoked i'm happy i'm thankful uh for i'm thankful for a lot of things but i'm very thankful for that as well so let's get on to the news announcements you guys didn't want to hear about klp entertainment news you guys want to hear about what i'm going to talk about here on today's show you guys how you guys know how we do it each show i try to find a did you know a segment of the show and you guys enjoy it and this one goes out to all my ladies out there because it pertains to ladies guys can't get this um but i wanted to talk about it just to kind of get the get the wheels turning in the minds of my my listeners out there so hair and nail nails grow faster during pregnancy a surprising side effect of pregnancy is that nails and hair grow faster than usual I can only imagine because women, when they're pregnant, they go through a lot of stuff. They I, and I, I, I don't 
know based off experience because I haven't had uh, I don't think I I don't had a friend that was pregnant. I have friends that have kids, but I don't think I've seen friends that are pregnant um, that I can remember. Um, except for one, shout out to Akia. Uh, I don't know if Akia is listening to uh, this podcast, but Akia Clay, uh, she was an RA with us at GDC. I that's I think that was the only friend of mine that I saw pregnant, and they get they went through changes. Um, Oh, and Tiffany Wilson. Tiffany Wilson um, was one of the uh, teachers at the private school we went to a century ago. I do remember her getting pregnant. She went through a lot of changes, too. So women, you guys, you ladies go through a lot of changes when you guys are pregnant, for sure. Uh, This is due to the changes of hormones, as well as increased blood circulation and metabolism supply and supplying nutrients. According to Amy O'Connor, writing for What to Expect, a uh, pregnant person's hair also might feel thicker and look more shinier and healthier than usual. Uh, though she warns, though she warns that it is uh, can occasionally mean that it's expecting may suddenly sprout uh, uh, strands in place that rather not. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, it says here. If you have any want to uh, question everything you know, of course, click the fifty well-known facts about actual. Uh, common myths that's from the article very very interesting to know that because i i I never knew that kind of change i knew what women go through a lot of other changes that i'm not going to mention here on the show but healthier hair thicker hair longer nails i who knew who who knew i i didn't know about that i really did not know that that can happen uh to a lot of uh pregnant women so that's very interesting to know um so I wanted to talk about this uh, one thing real quick because, you know, podcast to another podcaster. I like to talk about different podcasters out there in the world. And this has been the trending topic. And this really makes me question. Um, I don't question CNN too much because I genuinely enjoy CNN when they have some good stuff. But we got to talk about it. Uh, and I, I'm looking at T right now because he, he saw it because we we're all podcasters and we, he saw it. Uh, shout out to Joe Rogan. I doubt he's listening to this podcast, but if he is, you know, shout out to him. Um, okay, so Joe Rogan is the famous podcaster that's out there in the world, and I inspire. He inspired me to um, continue doing podcasting because I am a subscriber to his shows. He has it to where now. Um, this was really cool because I think he was the first podcaster to start doing his podcasting video version for Spotify um, before we came on and we were able to get early access to start doing our podcast video versions as well. But Joe Rogan, he, I am very, very inspired by him. He uh, really gets me going. He really actually keeps me going in podcasting because you guys know when we started in 2010 i started doing video and making movies that that was KOP entertainment that was just content creating for video for youtube now that we're continuing to do youtube but now we're dabbling into this podcast world and i've been doing it for i want to say about almost 10 years now so i inspire podcasters out there to go out and do their podcasts and joe rogan's one of those podcasters that i like to uh that i inspire by very, very interesting because he went on his Instagram uh, video to confirm, unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, I, I, Joe Rogan, somehow, again, if you're somehow listening or watching the show, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. COVID is one of those things that it's very scary. 
Um, I know I recently tested negative for COVID. Um, after Christmas, me and my brother got extremely sick and I can come out and say now that I'm tested negative, I probably had COVID. Uh, I've had COVID um, after Christmas getting sick and now I was isolating. I did isolate myself for 14 days after Christmas. So that's again, why y'all didn't see like podcasting right after Christmas. You didn't see content right after Christmas because I was just at the house sick. Um, so Joe Rogan test positive for COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, again, I do wish him a speedy recovery, but I wanted to talk about it because CNN posted his same video on their network and they made him look so extremely sick. It's one of those things that I'm just like, really CNN? Really? You're really trying to do that for clout? And the thing is, CNN doesn't have to do all of that for clout. CNN doesn't have to bend the truth, bend the story just for them to get their market sales up for their network because CNN is a very powerful network. And stuff like that really makes me mad because they, if you guys can go out there, you can Google it, you can go into a Rogan story. They made him look like he was dying in their, in their piece. They grayed him out. They it made his whole head look dry. His mouth looked dry. And then, cause I saw it on Joe Rogan's Instagram and he did a comparison, right? He did a comparison of CNN's version of it and then his original Instagram version of it. Um, COVID does have that effect that if you have deep COVID, you're gonna look like that. Yes, you will look grayed out. You look, You will look sick. Joe Rogan, when he announced that he was positive, I believe he was in his early stages of having COVID. So, cause I remember again, I possibly, again, I tested negative. So I don't know if I had COVID or not, but when I had the symptoms of COVID and I believed that I thought I might have had COVID, I didn't even look like that. I didn't look grayed out. I didn't look, now my lips were chapped, yes, but I didn't look all sick and like grayed out like that. So it was just very interesting that I don't know. They just made him look great out. And it's it's a sad occasion that networks, news networks, they have to bend the truth. And he tagged on his, this is his thing that, you know, CNN reports fake, fake news. And sometimes they do. And it's just the unfortunate thing because a lot of our news channels we get now, I think that sometimes they post fake news because they need to make their quota. And that's how networks work. Um, here at KOP Entertainment, we don't post fake news. We we post news um, when it goes to Vox TV. Again, shout out to Vox TV. You guys can watch and listen to Vox TV right now, YouTube and uh, Spotify video, as well as all of our audio platforms. But we don't report fake news. We When we promote our shows and our, our different podcasts that go on Vox TV, we proof see them first here in the studio. We have to watch them first before we're just uploading something. So I, I just... It's unfortunate because CNN is very powerful. I did apply to, to work at CNN at one point in my lifetime. I didn't get it, but you know, I wanted to work for that network because I love their network. I just, I hate that they did that to Joe Rogan. I hate that they, they needed to do that to make themselves look good and say, oh, look how sick Joe Rogan looks. Like he doesn't, he didn't even, I couldn't fathom. When I saw that, I laughed really loud and I was in the office and like, I laughed really, really, really loud in my office because it was just it was just funny that they made him look like this when he didn't even look like this. And he caught them on their clout chasing. I don't I don't get it. 
of course no more kind of sad news announcements but this is pertaining to movies if you guys don't know who this uh oscar winner trailblazer um african-american actor is you've been living under a rock for the last couple of years of course uh sydney portray uh and i always butchered his last name uh poitier excuse me oscar winner and trailblazer black activist uh, actor has died at the age of 94. I know this is not um, super news because this news has been out for a couple of days. I just couldn't get to it until today's podcast. But he's the iconic actor that broke racial barriers in Hollywood. He was the first black actor man to win an Oscar back in 1964. Of course, Sidney, the legendary actor and activist who broke racial barriers, unfortunately had died at the age of 94. A source close to the family confirmed his death to NBC News. As the son of the poor uh, tomato farmers in Bahamas, Portiers uh, first began when he moved to work in Miami and later on in New York City as a team before uh, before becoming the first black male actor to win an Oscar in 1964 for his performance in the film uh, Lilies of the Field. Um, I saw a lot of us, um, I didn't post an Instagram post and I, I, I regret not doing that, but I just, I'm, I'm very, I'm sad that he he's dead, but I, I he, he's also inspired me too because we're, I'm in the film industry. So to see that our culture can go so far and to do it out really well in the film industry, it, 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 it gets me going. It gets me going. It gets me going to continue make movies. It gets me going to, even though if I have 10 views on a film that I produce, I still keep going because I have um, culture, history like Sidney Poitier that was a trailblazer in the black community for us, for the film community, making such a huge impact. So I say a lot of to my film guys and gals out there, if you don't know, especially if you're in our culture, the black African-American culture, um, research Sidney Poitier because he he's, he's done so much. He's, he's done so much work around the world. Um, and I think a lot of black actors, directors, producers, actresses, I feel that we don't get the amount of credit that we are deserved in our community in the film in the film industry because we we tend to get overlooked a little bit when it comes to our culture because you have a lot of people you have a lot of people in our culture that's creating these crazy awesome movies but then you don't really see that much credit. I saw another movie that Mahershala Ali, he directed, and not trying to cross the actor there, but because um, I recently got Apple TV, Mahershala Ali's uh, newest movie, Swan Song, was a fantastic movie, but you don't see that. You don't see movies that are in that culture getting promoted. Like, I heard of Swan Song when I watched The Breakfast Club and he was on there talking about his new movie. I was like, okay, why are you not on, and I get it, it's Apple TV, but why are you not on commercials? Why are you not out there promoting this movie that you just, and it's not his fault, I'm not blaming Maharshala Ali, but the, 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 the point is, you don't see Black directors, Black producers, Black-owned movies getting promoted as much as it should, and it really bothers me. Um, I think the only movie that's got a heavy promotion that I've seen so far has had to be Black Panther because Black Panther with Marvel, they have an awesome marketing team. 
And I think this is the times now for us, the African-American culture in the film industry to find ways to start marketing your business, whether it's your business, whether it's your films, whether it's your projects. And you guys know on our Instagram, all of our Instagram, I'm promoting every single day when it comes to my music, film, podcast, we're promoting every single day because there's not enough of us in our culture that are not getting the marketing materials that we need out there. And I, I think, again, when it goes down to Sydney, uh, Pontier, you know, um, God rest uh, his soul, rest in peace, uh, rest in paradise, my, my brother. Um, it's just the unfortunate thing that now that people are, that's in our culture are dying, now people are starting to understand the work that goes on to our community. And it shouldn't take somebody's death to do that it should just take hey look what he's been doing this is what he did he needs to be in hall of fame somewhere honestly but um, i'm sure the oscars are going to recognize him at the oscars again uh, we'll see because you know who knows but we'll, we'll see we'll see on that of course no more news announcements now we're not going to go so political in our shows because i i never like to go political but this is what we have to do, y'all. Of course, the three men that was uh, responsible for the murder of Ahmad Aubrey has been sentenced, uh, of course, guilty. And it's said that they've been sentenced, sentenced to life in prison for this, uh, uh, this, this horrific uh, event that happened to our, the United States. And there's more been more of us being killed since then. But it's finally good to see that Ahmaud Aubrey, and I know a lot of people are going to say they, they, that's still not enough. And I get it. I understand. But it is good to see that those three men will be um, life in prison. Um, that will not be fun for those three gentlemen. And I hope that they do not drop the soap. So that's all I'm going to say on that as well. Of course, Texas teacher put son with COVID-19 in the car trunk to prevent exposures. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't do this. Um, of course, a Texas teacher was accused of putting her COVID-19 positive son in the trunk of a car to prevent being exposed to the virus. Court documents show the woman, the, excuse me, the woman faces a charge of chain, a child endangerment, which is true. Ladies and gentlemen, don't do that. If your parents out there in this world, and I know it's hard, I don't know from experience, because again, I don't have any kids, but if you're out there putting your kid out there in the trunk of your car because you need to take your kids or you need to go somewhere please do not put them in the trunk uh you will be faced with child endangerment that is super super dangerous find a babysitter find somebody to well you can't really find somebody because if i mean if the kid if the child is COVID 19 positive no one wants to i wouldn't want to go watch a child if i if i knew that that child had COVID. so i just think there's there's different ways to go out and run your errands find a way to do it just don't do that because that's super, super, super dangerous. Um, I, I've read this article today and I'm just like, okay, this is what's going on, of course. Um, she arrived at the COVID-19 testing site with the 13-year-old son in the back of the vehicle. According to the arrest warrant filed Wednesday at Harris County District Court, the woman is a high school English teacher. Oh more of our educational people doing dumb stuff, who has been in the Cypress Furbanks Independent School District Northeast of Houston since 2011. NBC affiliate uh, KPRC of Houston reported she has been uh, placed on administrative leave. Uh, now you now you don't have a job. And it's, you know, let me tell you, it's hard out here because if you if you don't have a job, you're not working during these these troubling times. I, you know, I wish you best of luck, but I mean, now you just messed up because now you don't have a job and you have a 13 year old son that 
13 year old son that you need to take care of now and this that time is going to be hard so the district said in the statement to nbc news um <clears throat> like i say just don't do that y'all the parents out there if you're, you're you're if you're if your child is sick just don't do it it's not worth it just don't just just don't okay that's all i can say on that just don't of course jeopardy jeopardy champ emmy excuse me amy schneider becomes the first woman to surpass one million dollars of course i did see this and this was quite interesting that, that that this happened of course amy schneider is one of the competitors that was on jeopardy and she surpassed the one million mark on the jeopardy game of course she went over one million nineteen dollars um, by playing the game of Jeopardy. So congratulations to Amy Schneider. You are a millionaire and how you did it, you did it because you won and you're very, very good at Jeopardy. So congratulations, I, I, I that's that's history. I, I, she, I think she it said in the article, she was one out of four competitors that won the over the 1 million mark. So that's, that's quite interesting. So now we're gonna switch gears, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports HD, the last segment of the podcast here today. And of course, I've been talking about so many great things, but I wanted to talk about this because this has come across my desk. This is coming from the PFT, the Pro Football Talk, of course. And I have, I have my notes here. Um, sorry, guys, I have to have notes when I'm talking about these good, good topics. Of course, uh, Olin Cruz, of course, Bears offered me a job at $15 an hour. They have to change how they do business. Of course, Olin Cruz played center for the Bears for 13 seasons. That is a long time to be playing for a team. 13 seasons. That's that's a long way. Went to six Pro Bowls and has a message for the team ownership. If they want to change the franchise's future, stop being cheapskates. Of course, Cruz said that the Bears needed uh, to be willing to spend some money to bring in good people. That is true. And I, I, I'm surprised at the Bears because, you know, Every football team, uh, NFL football team, that is, you have money. There are investors. There are rich people that invest. Um, when I become a millionaire, billionaire one day out this world, I want to own a football team because if you think about ownership, that's your IP. That's your property. You own a stake in the company, whatever it is. And I'm sure in the, the Bears, I'm sure you have investors to invest in your team. So it's not like these teams are broke. Um, right here in Atlanta, it's not like the Falcons are broke. You have all these different investors that put their money in to the program to help make it better. And then they get a revenue, of a profits return. So it's you're not broke. I, I, I don't understand because I read articles like this and it's very interesting because you have these teams that are cheapskates, don't want to pay good money for good players. And then they wonder why their seasons are not doing very well. Again, not to knock on my Atlanta Falcons, I honestly think we need better people for the Falcons because for the past five years, we have not been doing well. I'm just saying, I, that's just me. I know I'm probably gonna get some hate. I know my brother is about to turn my podcast off right now because he is a huge Falcons fan. Um, I think every team deserves good people. And when you put down money for good people, you might have the potential of a great team for a great semester. And it's just one of those things that this is the case here. Cruz says you need to bring in money to have good people. They are currently aren't. Of course, Cruz cited his own example of being offered $15 an hour. I never heard that before. 
$15 an hour, which currently is a minimum wage in Chicago to work on a team's offensive lineman. Of course, the last time they offered me a job, they offered me $15 an hour, Cruz says, on a 670 The Score. That's another show. Uh, that's the way they do business. Those are the things that they have to change. Of course, Cruz said in 2018, then Bears offensive line coach Henry, uh, excuse me, Harry Heiston wants Cruz to work with offensive linemen, but the financial portion of the offer was insulting. Of course, they wanted him, and this is the quote in the quote from, from Cruz. It says, Harry wanted me to come in and help with the offensive line development, help coach the offensive line. He said, of course, they offered me $15 an hour to come in there as an independent con contractor. Of course, Cruz indicated that the Bears made a similar lowball offer to Devon, uh, excuse me, Donovan Rolai, pronounce their last name wrong, I'm sorry, um, who did accept a job with the team, but left the season because uh, to become the offensive line coach for Nebraska for a guaranteed salary of $325, uh, excuse me, $325,000, excuse me, a year. That's pretty good. I mean, I do it for $325,000 a year. Um, that's 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 pretty good. I mean, that's how much coaches, uh, NFL coaches, I say, because I've met a lot of coaches, a lot of college coaches, a lot of high school coaches. They don't get paid that much, but a lot of NFL coaches get paid about that much. So that's a good uh, wage. That is almost half a million a year. So honestly, I do it for that salary rate for that. Uh, leaving the Bears to go to Nebraska for the offer three hundred, excuse me, three hundred twenty-five thousand a year. Um, and they, there's more to this, of course. If the Bears keep lowballing assistant coaches, then the Bears are going to keep having assistant coaches leave in the middle of the season. And that's one of the things that you just never want. You never want an assistant assistant coach leaving mid-season because when coaches leave, it leaves your team in a bind. And you know you got this new coach coming in. You don't know what's going on. I've seen a lot of coaches in my college experience uh, and high school a little bit where coaches ride out the whole year and then when the season's over they leave and they find a new coach and they start development plans so that's the way i think the bears should go um you have a lot of assistant coaches living mid-season and now the team is stuck and then you may not do good within your season because you're you're firing or people are leaving mid-season so it's just one of those things that I, I i hope the bears get get it together 15 dollars an hour yes that is a minimum wage for chicago that is true but I honestly think the Bears have it to where they can invest money in good coaches, good players. Um, they got investors. Every football team has an investor, a big time investor. So it's not like they just don't have the investors. It's just they want to be cheap. And I think football player, football team should not be uh, should not be cheap when it comes to their players, because honestly, the players, they love football, but they do it for money, too. And a lot of players out there in the NFL, they get paid a lot of money to play ball. So. Uh, it's just one of those things where, where it's it's smart for Cruz to turn that down, $15 an hour. I mean, I turn that down too for that. Um, I, I just, I hope the Bears get it together because the Bears is a great team. It's just, they have to figure out their, their, their financial plan when it comes to investing in these teams. So that's going to wrap it up here on today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, always remember to follow our social media, whether it's my personal at Kennedy Lucas KLP or KLP Entertainment and all of our other uh, radio stations like Emory Radio One that's on Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching the video podcast version of today's show. 
on YouTube, Daily Motion at KOP Entertainment, and of course on Spotify video at Swanky 93.3, the radio station, and Emory 94.6, the radio station. So this has been the KOP Aftermath with yours, KOP Kennedy Lucas. Hopefully you guys stay safe and stay swanky.